I am old-fashioned. You know I'm old-fashioned. Look at me, for God's sakes. Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. And my palate is is nearly moist. <laughs> so whatever that means, just just ignore me. Welcome, listeners. Yes, welcome. <laughs> welcome to beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina. Yes, we are here. We're here. What are we going to talk about today? We're talking about hiring in a little bit different slant than we have in the past. We've got a couple things about challenges, not just the interview well, process. building teams, right? Building teams, yeah, that's a better description. Like conducting, like you're the great... Who, you know, I don't know, Joshini, and you're conducting, you're going to build a team and you're going to conduct a team. Wow. Uh, so that's not just, it is hiring, but it's also, you know, what, fitting pieces together, looking for skill sets. Sure. Uh, hard skill sets, matching them to your skills. Right. Uh, even offshoring or onshoring, if mm-hmm. you decide to do some of that stuff. So it's just building, building teams. Maybe we could add quick. You know, so not like a days ago. So not right. a slow roll, but and not something that you're turning. So you land somewhere and you've got to hire five teams as fast as possible. Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking. Yeah. That how would, would be, you do that? How would you do? And what? So yeah, that that's the general topic today, Metacasters, is building a team, uh, and how do you do that? All the aspects, um, and even things like I want to even talk about dress code, Josh. Dress code. Yeah. That's a juicy one. Well, what, what do they look like when they come in the door, right? I mean, like, so let's like pretend, hypothetically say someone came in let's to an say interview. Someone came in in jeans, in tennis shoes, jeans. What did you just say? Jeans. Jeans? Jeans, tennis like, shoes. Like those blue things? The they are like, blue, yeah. Yeah, blue. okay. Jeans. jeans, tennis shoes? Tennis shoes untied. Oh, don't. Oh, don't. With or without socks. Please with be careful. Socks. With? with socks. With socks. Oh, thank God. Thank um, God. And yeah, they did have a collared shirt, but it was untucked, and the sleeves were rolled up. Was there something on the back that said, "If this van's a rockin', don't come and knock"? Something like that. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe. So, uh, so how would you? Ha- I know how I would handle that. Yeah. How would you handle that? Incredibly respectfully, I I pull that young lady or young gentleman aside, and I I show them. I pivot them around about 180 degrees and show them the way they had come in, and and you know engender them to, uh, to really honestly like that's your honest answer. I so I yeah would you almost yeah I I, I I'm old fashioned so would I would walk in the door and you would give me a 180 and tell me to walk right back out. I jeans to me would be over. So if you came in to me, there's some line. I don't know what it is. Like, like if you came in dressed the way you are today, let's use this line. <laughs> if you waltzed in, let me paint this picture, Metacaster, since we don't, we, you know, we have smell-a-vision, but we don't have vision-a-vision. <laughs> so we have gray sneakers, some white socks. We have wonderfully musculated legs up to shorts, <laughs> cargo shorts, and a what? Uh, shirt, a loose short-sleeve plaid, blue plaid shirt. Yeah. 
nicely hanging out of one's uh, pants. Untucked. Untucked. Untucked, yeah. Untucked. Yep. Now, now from the neck up, you're nice haircut. You, sure. you know, you look well coiffed, but <laughs> but I would I would probably ask you to yeah. I, I might sit down with you. Yeah. I probably what I would do is I'd sit down with you maybe in a coffee break and get to know you, and I'd say I, I would really like you to come back in something different or something. Why? Like, what does that matter? Like, my dress code does, has nothing to do with my. Ability if we take to that to the extreme, so let's take that to the extreme. You come in, I come in in a thong. All right. So there's so, a, so no, it's just, no, no. I mean, I know I'm being extreme here, but but and look at me. I'm saying get the full get the full Monty here, Josh. I come in in a freaking thong, <laughs> and and you know a rip sort of a what uh, a t-shirt. Uh, without any, uh, without any sleeves. A tank top. A tank top. A tank top. Yeah. Tank top thong. Yeah. Very comfortable. Yeah. Uh, probably not. Why? Let's say the tank top slightly soiled in some way from 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 the beach or whatever. Mustard from. Y- yeah. No, I beach. have shoes, sandals. Okay. You're literally going to interview me and, you, and introduce me to your team. I think not, sir. <laughs> so I I don't know. I'm I'm old. I'll 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 put it out there. I'm old fashioned. Now, do I need? Have I adapted beyond ties? It used to be, in all seriousness, before before you were born, mm-hmm. uh, it used to be that you go in a tie, right? You go yeah. in a suit and a tie. Yeah, and that's how I was when I came out of college. Right. The first suit I owned, my parents bought for me when I was graduating college, so I could interview. It, it was that, that and that was, was required. Yeah, that was the. So I'm not I'm not that anal or that old fashioned anymore. Uh, down here in North Carolina, I remember when I moved here in 1996. I had a closet full of suits and dyes, and I needed to lose them. I need to I needed to actually like retire them all and buy Dockers because yeah. that didn't fly down here in North Carolina. This was a business casual area. I would expect business casual, mm-hmm. and the Delta and to me business casual is what a shirt, a collared shirt. Maybe uh, khakis and whatever shoes. You know, I'm not. I'm not yeah. picking. Yeah. Uh, your shirt's tucked in. I'm sort of a business casual kind of guy. I would expect business casual for an interview. Mm-hmm. If someone deviated from business casual to the degree that they deviated right. from that, I would be uncomfortable. Sure. Uh, would my team now? Let's take eye contact as an example. No, it was a jeans. It was a jeans group. Mm-hmm. Uh, SAS around here is shorts. Right. In fact, I've had people leave me. I remember one of my first companies that I worked at down here, one of the guys' exit criteria was like, you, know, you wouldn't allow me to wear shorts in the summer. Therefore, that he, that was in his top two reasons for leaving our company. Yeah. And then going to SAS, he's like, they will let me wear shorts in the summer. Yeah. And not that, not that I wear shorts. So that's my dress code for interviewing. Sure. Uh, I'm going to use a really weird term that you're going to hate. Okay. It's respect. Yeah. There's a, there's a mod, I, I look at it as a respect issue. Now beat the crap out of me. And so I, so I view it as respect in the opposite way, right? That I respect that you can do your job regardless of what you're. Now I expect you to be dressed nicely and not. Like, so you wouldn't let me get away with the thong. Yeah, like there's. No, some, you shouldn't. Let me trust me. The answer is no. <laughs> but that, so I, I, so that picture I painted of the person coming in, that's what I wear, and I wear that on purpose because I want them to know. This is who I am, and I want them to hire me not because of the suit I wore or however I looked, but because they felt I was qualified. So you wear. So this isn't just. This is what you do personally, right? That's what I do. To this. So for a senior, let's be clear, Metacasters, Josh 
is an is an incredibly senior manager oriented. Well, not incredibly senior. I'm incredible. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's be careful. Let's be careful about how old I make you <laughs> sound. Right? I'm doing to myself. <laughs> Uh, but Josh, Josh is Josh is a senior director uh, to a VP level. He has that level of experience. So you would literally walk into a VP. Uh, MedLife is down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a VP of Agile Practices and Development. Amazon. I went to Amazon. I wore jeans and. But Amazon is not as much of a stretch. MedLife is different. Okay. MedLife, Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina. Very staid, traditional companies. You Anywhere would. and everywhere. And, really? and I do that so that I know the culture, right? So if you would culture, wear jeans, You would wear jeans to MetLife down here. Because if their culture is going to exclude me because of that, then I don't want to work there. Wow. I'm thinking about that. Yeah. Sometimes you make me pause. It's a reverse test for yeah. me. It's, hey, this is who I am. This is... Like, is, I there, dress, is there no job on the planet that you would wear... Forget suits, but where you would wear business casual to go. There's no job on the planet where you would do no, that. No, there's too many options in our in the technology world. There is no. Okay. Yeah. There's, in fact, I read an article. Have you ever gotten so that's I want to pursue it. Have, yeah. have people ever given you grief about it? Not direct grief. Direct no, no direct. Indirect grief. No. grief? Uh, maybe by the interview process, not. Continuing, yeah. I don't know whether it was because you don't know you because don't. I didn't perform well in the interview, or I wasn't a match, or they said that the guy's going to dress like that. We don't want to talk to him. Yeah. So, um, so that says a, I would never hire you. I, yeah. I'm, I'm actually like I'm, I'm reaffirming my my philosophy here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, and you would never want to work for me. So we are like mutually. Oh, this is cool. This is perfect. This is perfect. <laughs> this works. Yeah. There, there was an article about. Some guy that got hired by the White House, the chief something, something, something. And he was, I forget where he worked before, but, um, and they were talking about the transition that he was making in the White House, that he would go to work in jeans and a shirt like this. And it was untucked with tennis shoes or whatever. Like, he was setting a new trend of, you know, this is how I come to work. And if you have a, like, he's not trying to look bad. Like, he looks fine. That's what he does. Yeah, and, and, and they said... The, the uh, president, like, I guess he had a suit on one day, and the president said, why are you wearing a suit today? He's like, well, because you're here, Mr. President, and that's the only reason, you know, and that was it. So that was um, maybe something like that, but it would not be an everyday thing. I, that's just well, I mean, a, you and I are just, we're negotiating just level. So, for example, if someone said to me, Bob, you have to wear a suit, I, I would not. Yeah. I mean, I literally... Mm-hmm. I, I talk in front of hundreds at conference. I won't wear suits in conferences, right. but I, there's colleagues of mine that do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll teach. I don't care where it is. If I go in for an internal class at a client mm-hmm. who's very staunch, I won't. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a dress. I've converted to be a dress casual kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not testing anyone, right. but the test would be negative if someone gave me grief about. Like, like if they said to me, we expect you to wear a suit every day, I wouldn't take the job. Yeah. Right? I just, I'm, I'm so, so you and I are just talking about the level of dress. Yeah. Right? And, I, and, and, and like a lot of things in my career, there was an early job I had, uh, podcasting foul. <laughs> I apologize, Metacasters. I, I did not silence, I did not put it on stun. As Josh double checks his, um... So, um, and is yours off? Let me, is your mine is off now completely, completely off, completely. Yes, so I got burned early that 
amazingly enough, it was a dot com I worked for, which I enjoy saying this at the turn of the century. Ooh, uh, that's nicely. When when um, the guy that ran the company came from old railroad money, and he just he had a ton of money, and that's how he was running the dot com shop. And we were a dot com wearing ties every day. We Ooh. wore ties. Ooh. And um, I asked him about that. He's like, I just won't do business with anybody if they don't have a tie on. Like, that was, it was like, that's it. Like, he just wouldn't. Yeah. And I, from that moment on, I'm like, well, that's. Kind well, of so, and I also make the distinction with teams. So, like I, like I was trying to say, this is my dress code, right? Uh, if you're a manager reporting me, do I inject that on you? No. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you wear jeans uh, or the team, whatever the company dress code is. Uh, right, I would support. So this is just me personally. Yeah. This is just sort of the Bob thing. Yeah, well, and everything's different, right? So there's, yeah. it's like people ask, you know, and there's... Does it matter to people? I mean, I'm trying to come back to, uh, I talked earlier about that guy, or I don't know if we were on the Metacast, but I've had people actually leave companies when they could wear shorts yeah. and things. So what, let's flip this around from you and I, but for, does dress code matter nowadays from a from an employee perspective? Is it a perk? It is. People want to be comfortable. That's what I found is there are folks like um, folks I've hired in the past that's, you know, if I take a new job, I reach out to them like, what's the dress code? I'm like, okay, if I'm there, what do you think that the the dress code is? You know? Um, So it doesn't, it clearly matters to me, right? Like that's a reverse test I use in the process of hiring to say, this is who I am and are you comfortable with it? Or are there things that are more important to you that maybe don't line up with what's important to me, right? So that's the values thing where I'm trying to find out what do you value? Do you value the skill that a person brings to the table or are there things that are external that have a value to you that don't align up with what I value, right? You know, so those are those are the things that I look for um, when I'm doing that. But So that was our fun topic. That was the first half. It's 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 interesting. I mean, from from that point of view, I was joking earlier on. I thought off mic that you know I would escort someone out. I do think there's a there's a, a level of dress. I don't know what it is mm-hmm. that which that would cause me to be paused. Yeah. If so, so if someone came in the door, I don't know why. I can't specifically describe what it is, yeah. but I know that there's a level of dress that I would I I might actually cancel an interview. Yeah. And I have that own personal level, right? Like, I don't show up in a T-shirt and shorts. Right. That's my most preferred method of dress. Right. <laughs> right. But I don't... So, there is a level... There's that something out Even there. myself that I have that is... It's just like you have a level. It's just it, they're a different... Or an obnoxious... A T-shirt with an obnoxious... Yeah, you know, printing on it. I yeah. mean, there's things that are almost illegal on yeah. some of the, some of the t-shirts nowadays are really risque. Uh, so there's wearing that during work, but there's even it's worse at wearing that during an interview. Right. Uh, but I couldn't pre-predict it. It's like I couldn't write down. You know, this is in play and this is out of play. Uh, but even yeah, then, it's like the governmental description of obscene, right? It's like you know it when you see it, exactly. but it's hard to define. It's harder to define it, yeah. right? So, and I, I think I think that's the, that's the thing. Even then, though, uh, I like coffee. One of the things we've talked about this with interviews. I don't mm-hmm. know if you like this or not, but I like I'm getting meet, there. I like meeting people outside of the office and doing coffees, where, it, and again, there there is a line <laughs> in dress. Like if you came naked, I would probably right. turn around and leave, but. There's a, it's the the dress. There is no dress code. We're meeting publicly, socially, basically, mm-hmm. to get to know each other. 
I really like getting to know people in the interview process that way. Right. And just, just having a chat. Uh, it doesn't have to be coffee. It could be almost, not at a bar, but a park or any, right. anywhere where you can just get to know each other. I, that's the way I like to get to know people, which takes, which does de-emphasize. I've had people ask me with that, do I need to dress up? And I'm like, no. Right. Just just come. I, all I, all I want to do is have a chat. Yeah. yeah. So let's get back to how do we build. So, so I think as a segue back to that, you know, you asked me if there's any place that I would work where if they said I had to wear a tie or a suit that I would, and the response that I had was there's too many choices. Right? There's too many options for software technology people, and I've heard numbers about 20% of the jobs in the next decade are going to be unfillable because there just aren't enough people. So when you're on the reverse side and you need to hire a team and hire a team quickly, how do you combat that dearth of opportunities that people have out there? I think you differentiate. I mean, at the risk of, I'm going to, can I talk about school, dude? Yeah. In, in sort of, I don't work here ways, mm-hmm. but you've talked about it. So you're trying to build some teams at school, dude. Mm-hmm. You're, this is Josh's new company. Uh, I think you emphasize, so screw the dress code matters, but you differentiate the company. You talked about, like you're here. Mm-hmm. You're a differentiator. Well, I don't know if I should say this, out, <laughs> but, but you're a differentiator. Right. Right, so, so it, and you have to actually say that, mm-hmm. or you have to behave that way. So, uh, yeah, there's twenty eight thousand companies out there. You can work anywhere in this area, uh, but you can't work for Josh Anderson, so for good or bad. You right. can't work for working for you. I mean, you're a natural guy. Mm-hmm. How many real? And you've drunk the Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. So I think you make that part of the brand, uh, school dude, uh, whatever you guys aspire to be from right. a culture perspective. Uh, whether they like it, you know, so so describe it, don't, and and you make it a big deal. Yeah, the, the the one thing that I've learned with upcoming upcoming generations, because you're a generation, I'm a generation. There's a new generation that's coming, and as I talked about, there's choices out there. So the folks that are good have choices, and what's evolving is that folks that have choices want to align themselves with a company that makes a difference, that has a positive influence in the world right not just oh we go make money off of people that click on ads and the more we do that people can choose to go work that we're just it's not it's not the feel-good thing so having a story that can connect so millennials one aspect of millennials is that is are you making a difference another aspect is do i make a difference to you Mm -hmm. this this rolls back to your dress code thing right Mm -hmm. what matters my my shirt or me right uh, and both of those things. So having a story, this is what I'm saying. And and, and it's not just a story. It's not, a, don't point them at a plaque on the wall. Yeah, it's got to be real. They've it's got to be real. It. They've got to feel it. And, and not just real, you got to walk it. You got to. You can't just talk it. You got to walk it. Or otherwise, they'll leave after they come in. But I think I think you sell them on that, to mm-hmm. your book. The culture, mm-hmm. the difference, the philosophy. Uh, you try to create, I think you try to create your brand. Right. And... And I actually think brand, you want, to, you want to attract people who want to be in your brand. So one year, I think you're interviewing, mm-hmm. you're asking questions, but the fact that they are attracted to your brand mm-hmm. and they'll say yes, says, ah, they're aligned with me. Yeah. The fact that they don't come back or don't return your calls after they leave, so they didn't, you know, maybe they didn't like you, but they don't like the brand. Right. So they don't align with my brand. Right. And you don't want them anyway. So do you buy that, that brand? I buy statement? that completely. That's so... Over the past couple of years, I've, I've I've looked at companies that 
I aspire to have a culture like that. And they've worked very hard in engineering to build a brand. They have a technical blog that shows that they're sol- solving tough problems and they have smart people that are attacking those problems and, and they share it and they give back. So what I've found as I've talked to peers of mine, I, I, I ask them about companies they'd like to work for. And you ask them why, and it comes back, well, I read this about them or I did this. So the content marketing piece from a technology yep. perspective of how they're creating a brand by putting things out in the community that's very important, and that's something that I'm going to work very hard here to build that same brand. It's meetings. It's it's the intangibles. It's the internal culture, like you're saying. I, I'll go back to eye contact. We invited agile groups to come. Mm-hmm. We had an open house, mm-hmm. uh, and we were we worked really hard to be honest in our open house. Mm-hmm. We invited folks in. We we in, we invited employees to come in in their areas where they sat, and we didn't pre-stage them. We're like, you know, talk to people, tell them what. You, to explain what we are, mm-hmm. uh, you know. If you, and we didn't say if you don't like something, like, but just be yourself, be honest, be transparent. Uh, now it so happened that we had a culture that that was really resonated mm-hmm. with, with a lot of folks. Well, that made a huge difference for us for recruiting. Right. Um, I was even talking to someone here at school, dude, who had run into an XI contact person at a presentation. I think he was doing, or you and he were doing, right. and he ran into a salesish guy. Who, who said, oh, Agile, I've worked at a company that did really well with Agile. It mm-hmm. was eye contact. Right. The, the, that's the brand. That's what I'm saying. It's not just saying Agile. Right. It's, 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 it's actually doing it. And, and you, don't, you almost don't have to sell those folks. Now, it'll take time. If you're starting, your challenge here is what? Building a team from scratch. Right. So I don't know if, if your culture or your brand is that well known. No, we, we have to work really hard to, to, get to, to create that brand. We have a dude solution, school dude, facility dude culture that's in place, but having a software engineering arm building the product that isn't we there. are isn't there, so we've got to generate that. So we aren't, we aren't known in the area, and that's something that we have to work really hard on is to say, hey, look at what we're doing. Look at the smart people we're hiring. Don't you want to be a part of this? So, so I'm working very hard to attract people, and the goal that I have is just like the companies like Twitter and Amazon that I went and said, I want to work there. Yeah. Tell me how I can get in exactly. that I want to become that. And and the goal I have is let's tackle the Southeast, right? So let's become the best place to work in technology in the Southeast. You know, that's I, it. I think that's one of your goals. I, I never, I'll use eye contact as a counterpoint. I don't think I ever said that to candidates. Mm-hmm. But, but internal to leadership, yeah. like from a vision quest point of view, that was our vision. We really like hiring the best people. Yeah, we we relentlessly, and the best people aren't always sort of the the MIT grads or mm-hmm. something like that. We look for comp- this comes back to the medic, you know, our focus for today. We looked at complementary skills. We looked at we hired a guy with a PhD in music mm-hmm. as a programmer, and he had just a wonder. He brought just a different way of looking at design, right? And he brought art into software development. It was cool, right? And it was complementary skills, but. That internally we talked about that, and then we started hiring them, and then to your point, they started drawing other people in, right. and it took time for us to do that. I think that's part of maybe building, building the team. You notice about it. We haven't talked about interviewing. What have we been doing? Dress codes, but then we went into brand management. We went into hiring the best people. Mm-hmm. We talked about internal vision. Like we want to, we want to be the best and 
whatever, the best day of glory that we can in the right. Southeast. I think that sort of attitudinal stuff really makes a difference. Uh, and it really, it really resonates with people. We didn't say salary. Mm-hmm. So we didn't say competing like throwing dollars. Who's a, who's a, I mean, Amazon can, I guess, throw dollars. Or right. Google can throw dollars. But I don't know if dollars is like a guarantee. But even they, they, companies like that don't have to. Right, so it's a lot like the video gaming world. The video gaming world is notorious for underpaying and just churning through people because there's people that are lined up. 95% of the developers I talk to, I say, well, how'd you get started? Like, video games, I wanted to build video games, you know? That's how I started. Um, But, and they know that, those companies know that. So they know they don't have to pay well because there's somebody else right behind you just dying to get in and work there. So sometimes bigger companies like that don't have to pay well because they have the pick of the litter. Do you, let's get back to ground. What is your philosophy? Uh, and I'm not picking on any person, but what philosophy should we have? Do we grind them up or do we look at building teams and, and keeping people around and really, it goes back to that millennial view of are you going to invest yeah. in me? Do you have a view that instead of what can I do for you as a company, also what can you do to advance my career? Yeah. Uh, how do you feel I, I'm that? I'm a builder, so the thing that I want to do is I want to understand, and it's that annoying question that you know everybody asks, like where do you want to be in five years? You know, it, and I I don't put a timeline on it, but what do you want to become? Because I want to make sure that people have that vision of the path that they can become what they desire to be, and then in my one-on-ones with them, the goal that I have is helping them get closer. Because as soon as people feel like they aren't progressing and they aren't being challenged the way they want to be, then they're, they're, their eyes are going to wander and they're going to leave. Or they've, they've essentially left because they don't feel like they're getting to where they want to be. And there are some people like, I just want to write code. Just let me write code. Let me be a part of a cool team. And then it's trying to maintain that culture and building the culture. Um, but you have to understand where people want to go because you have to return the commitment that they're giving to you. Right? They are giving you... yeah. You pay them, you pay them well, but they're giving you more time with you than they see their family at times. I mean, I almost over, I wonder if you can overdo it. I, and what I mean by that is, so I hire for people, I, I'll ask the, it's not the five year thing. I'm looking for are you growable? Right. Uh, do you, like, I have silly questions around when was the last technical book you read? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the last new language you learned? What I'm looking for is people who are what passionate about what they do, mm-hmm. and they're they're sort of they take their own ownership for learning. And if and if I bring people like that on board, what I want to do is build them. Right. So instead of it's really hard to build people if they just I just want to code. Right. But it's really easy to build those folks. It's it's, it's almost like you get out of the way. You get out of the way, and, and well, yeah. I mean, you have to find opportunities. Cause right. Very often they 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 bounce around. Uh, Mary, I, you know Mary Thorne. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons, this is a weird thing, but we, we I, I hired Mary Thorne as a, a director of QA at iContact. I haven't been at iContact for, what, two, three years. Um, I still work with Mary now to do public speaking and training. Mm-hmm. In our interview, I promised she's just looking for a mentor, and she said, I want to grow. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I will help you with that. I'm actually think I take a responsibility even beyond the company. Right. Like, we had that conversation years ago in the interview I told her I would help. Uh, we stopped working together, and I'm still helping. Right. I, I and again, I don't want I don't want flowers for it. But the point is, I take that growth opportunity. I, I grow. I think you know, you work with folks mm-hmm. uh, as step leader, and I'm sure 
you take some if, if they reached out to you now independent of that you would try to help them and mentor them if right. you could so it's beyond that that's the mindset I'm looking for it's it's in the company and I think millennials resonate with that it's not even in the company context you're a grower mm-hmm. you're a builder mm-hmm. I think that I'm, I'm not saying you or me but it's I think that's the mindset that's what people want to attach to right it's 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 not even it's beyond I, I, I get incredible pleasure in seeing how people develop over time mm-hmm. and just and just, and wonderment it's not even pleasure it's wonder about the spirit about the health <laughs> the health and vibrancy of the human spirit and how if you give it the right environment how people just grow and develop right I think that's what leaders do. Right. This is. Do we are we on topic? We found like we're a little bit off. We did, so to cycle back. I think. How do you make that work, and how do you do that? And I think the one thing that you hit on was the musician that you have, and that's one thing I know. I've said it in previous podcasts that I just keep coming back to the power of diversity and having. So we talked about diversity in the space that you build out for your teams, but you need a diverse array of people on that team from experience and background and, and technologies. Co- and even dress code. And even dress code. So you would allow like a docker person like me, I at least maybe one of us. Yeah. Come here. Like if you come in in a suit, that doesn't bother me. Right? It's like, hey, if that's your thing, cool. Let's cool. roll with it. Just don't, don't get that tight close to me. Yeah, just don't, yeah. Keep <laughs> it away from me. So, no, but I'm, yeah, I'm not. I just sound like I'm joking, but I mean, diversity in uh, skills, diversity in backgrounds and domains, Experience. diversity in clothing, and, and I'm not doing trite, but it's like it, you're not going to pigeonhole anyone. Yeah. Uh, degrees, experiences. I I buy that. I was a huge. What if you don't get it though? Years ago, I talked about. I, I was worked at a local company here right. in Raleigh. And I woke up, I'm exaggerating, but I woke up one day and I looked at my team and we had 35 people in Dockers. Yeah. And we were hiring ourselves. You've heard me tell this story. I made that mistake too. Right. And it it wasn't even conscious. It was just like, it was just, that's what we selected. Right. We aligned with the norm. Right. Uh, No one was doing, we weren't breaking any recruiting laws, but we weren't, we weren't achieving diversity. Well, how, how do you force it? I, I mean, how do you encourage it slash... Because it's it needs sometimes you don't get it sometimes you have to step in and yeah. guide the diversity. So I, I I actively talk about it with the hiring team that we have in place and the importance of that because I made that same mistake the first time that I really was able to build a team from scratch I hired people all with the exact same mindset and that only got us so far we we hit that glass ceiling pretty quickly because. No one was able to think differently. Like we all thought the same way, and we got to our solution quickly, but at that point, like, okay, so now where, and now what? Um, then, in a move to another company, I saw diversity in play and the power that, that, that the challenge of other thought processes had where it made me think, right? Just like now, where, you know, there's this crazy kid that says, I'm going to wear tennis shoes and jeans to every interview, you know? And it's just like, well, that's weird, but maybe that would work. You know, so having that, having a mix of experience of the more senior folks that have done it and the more junior folks that have this just crazy wild idea that a senior folk initially might say, that's ridiculous, but that it might be a really good idea. But if you don't have that diversity and diversity in tools, so we're a .NET shop, but I want to hire in folks with an open source background that will have that thought process. Or at least have it as part of your... Yeah. Your matrix of what you're looking for. Yeah. I mean, would you hold the line on diversity? 
Um, meaning, you know, let's say you're using my silly Dockers analogy, mm -hmm. you have five Dockers people, and, and you notice that we're getting just way too many Dockers or way too many .NET, I, have, I haven't gotten an open source, and then another Docker comes in who's in the ballpark, would you sort of defer that person and wait for? I mean, we, it depends you on your money where your mouth is yeah. as far as diversity goes. Yeah, so if I had another team I could slide the Docker person into and then surround that with more of the open source yep. views, then I would do that. But what I won't do is fill a team all of copies. And that's that's not the right thing to say. But of all people with the same experience and mindset and approach. It doesn't mean they're bad. They're just all aligned in the I, same I way. I think part of what I'm trying to drive that is sometimes you have to put your money where your money... You, you can say it, but then you have to believe it. Right. Because the market... You can't predict the market dynamics. You can't go to a recruiter and say, build me a diverse... You can say, build me a diverse team. Yeah. Uh, but the market is the market. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to wait for the right person to come in the door. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait. Yeah. Uh, we got really lucky in the... the uh, junior level person that we just hired is a a different um, model than what we've hired currently and some of the people that we've talked to is like wow she's going to challenge the team yeah. and that's good that's what we want I that's love, why we were I so love. excited about that because Absolutely. because because her personality is just um more extrovert than in the introvert and we actively said so she's going to challenge the introverts that are in our team yep. and we said that's a good thing absolutely i've had i've had that conversation a lot uh even in, in getting back to i was kid about youngsters but college interns mm -hmm. and using college relationships or first-time folks and, and having them be disruptive right. right from the point of view of uh, coming into a team, and I don't even look at them as being unexperienced there or inexperienced. They have different experiences. Mm -hmm. Today in school, folks are doing project level work, right? Uh, a lot of pro agile project level work. So mm -hmm. they're they're going to come in. Yes, they won't have the domain experience, but they they can be disruptive right away in a positive right. way uh, and change the way the dynamic. What about agile? Uh, your context here is building agile teams. Right. So, are are there aspects? That, what do you look for from an agile point of view? I mean, do you you know things like is someone cube centric? That's silly, but or not? Are they comfortable with open space? Are they comfortable with collaboration? Are there any checkpoints you have in figuring out these folks will be happy in agile? Yeah. So the question that I always ask is, and I lead it with I've asked this question a thousand times because I probably have. Um, and knowing that Agile means a thousand different things to a thousand different people, what do you see the value of Agile as? Like, why would I somebody remember like that us question do that? that you've said, and then yeah. what you're doing is trying to. So instead of you saying this is what we are, right? What do you think it is? Right, and I want to hear them talk about the collaboration, the communication, and not say, "Well, it's a stand up and it's this." Right. So you're looking for it's not just the open ended question, mm -hmm. but you're looking for that deeper level of understanding. Yeah, and and. And it doesn't mean that if you don't nail that, it doesn't mean that we won't hire you. It's right. just getting an, an understanding of your expectation of what Agile is and then having that diverse set of we're going to have some folks with really extensive Agile experience and some folks with less. And then you throw those in the melting pot and you'll get the right answer. Have you ever auditioned people? I don't know if we've talked about that before. No, I have That not. notion of an audition, you know, bring, inviting someone in for two or three or four hours actually sit with the team and write code or write tests or something 
you envision doing that maybe? No, the one thing that we do is we have a an hour-long technical screen session that's language ag- agnostic. Like in a whiteboard problem-solving yeah. and just to see how people think. Yeah, because I... You know, to me, a language is just a tool, and the hard parts. Can you look at a complex problem and solve it with software? And whether it's a colon, a semicolon, a square bracket, or curly bracket, doesn't matter. Right. You, know, you can look up the syntax, but can you look at a complex problem, and are you going to ask the right questions? Right. So, what we want to see is, can they break it down, and will they reach out and ask for help? Um, also, when we know they're right, we tell them that they're wrong because we want to see how confident they are and if they're right. going to be comfortable talking to Bob Galen and saying, well, Bob, I actually think you're wrong and here's why, and having that dialogue I, I to agree. land on the proper answer. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? We we talked building a team, talked about agile, a little bit of recruiting. Uh, you're a team-based interviewing guy. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about that, but you've you, you generally been, you know, you Teams make decisions. Josh doesn't make the decisions, so you'll probably do that here. Would they get a tour? Come back to the, uh, we didn't talk about it, but to me, part of the brand is even things like the building and, you know, open door, like whoever you work for, you know, introducing people to the big boss Mm -hmm. or whatever it is and making sure that they know it's approachable. So do you envision doing that as as part of the brand touring and physicality? Once we have a new space, it's going to, yeah, we're going to show that off. That's that's sort of what I'm... Use that as a selling point. Right now, I'll show them the slides of what it's going to look like just to give them an idea of where we're going to help sell that vision. What's the most important thing we talked about today in in ramping up a team? If you were to, like, prioritize the backlog, I'm I'm leaning towards branding. And that that, that branding and that philosophy, that merging of culture and philosophy and brand and communication... And, and an essence of self if you want to create a be, because it's safe so much yes you're doing all that interviewing mm-hmm. but you're drawing the right malls to the right. flame would you buy that? yeah I think having a plan in mind of this is who we want to be and how we want to do it and having a unified view you can share with your team and that team extends to any recruiter you're working with any internal recruiter your HR getting everybody to understand that and really starting to build that brand and then as you hire having it be intentional yeah one of the things I haven't done well in the past is being intentional about it it just kind of happened yeah as I've gotten older I've learned lessons and made mistakes and I've become more intentional with building a brand but that's your job too as you become more and more of a senior leader I mean you have that's actually it it falls to your responsibility I, I'm, I resonate with what you said about making a difference. There's a local company that I interviewed for a Scrum Master a few years ago that they do soft, they, they use Microsoft Stack, and they're doing software that monitors stuff in Africa for like rain patterns and, and bug, you know, mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. But they're really helping, helping farmers know when to plant and what to plant where because of, gia, uh, for, because of weather patterns. Uh, they also help with disease related right. weather related to disease like drought and i and I was a mismatch I was absolute i was way too experienced and stuff, but I remember walking out of that place so damned excited about what the difference that they made right. and and it wasn't the right match, and they wouldn't have hired me anyway but i remember I remember driving home and I was like, wow that Place makes a difference, right? So here, I'm a, I'm a non I'm, I am clearly a non millennial, <laughs> but, but I, so it's the brand, 
but it's also the hook of that is what what, what do we what's the difference right and agile to me is a difference sometimes right, right? it's a di- not everyone doing doing agile well is a difference maker and i think it wows people yeah. i remember i was wowed i was wowed there in a really positive way i went home and i talked to my wife about it i thought it was a neat a really neat thing mm-hmm. uh, to be able to give back yeah cool i concur sir metacast what do you think can we stick a fork in this we one can. josh did you like it? How did we I do? I did. I did. That was good. We wandered a little bit, but we I think did. it was a good wandering. Well, I like the dress code stuff as well. I still, I, I, I you know, I, I'm trying to think in my mind at what line would I just kick your butt out the door. Everybody has a line, and my there line's is. in a different spot than your line is. That's right. <laughs> but everybody has a line. Yeah. yeah. And Metacasters, I apologize for that. Did I say thong? I apologize for that. So take that. You should say it five more times. No, take that mental imagery. I apologize for any any of you out there with a vivid imagination because I feel you're going to have nightmares this evening. Luckily, it's an audio podcast. We're not doing. Yeah, but if you're like me, you can you can envision this stuff. Yeah. So uh, we're looking for we're looking for ideas. We're looking for topics. I'm starting to get people walking up to me. We have regular listeners, Josh, that I run into, like people that tweet, uh, not not hundreds of them, but I'm starting to get more and more people who are like, oh, man, yeah, I really like the Metacast. Keep it up. And I'm like, holy crap. You know, we have a regular, we don't just have listeners. We have have regular listeners. Yeah, that's good. So listeners, uh, if you're regular, if you're irregular, Whatever we're we're open to all and any and all topics. Sometimes we struggle with what to talk about, and it could it could be a re, well except for Bob a little bit. It could be a redux of an old thing. It could be a variation versus anything at all. Scalability is an issue. Josh is building up some wonderful teams here, so you may have some spinoffs there. Uh, in order to say how do they how do folks get a hold of us, Josh? Well, Bob, it sounds like they're learning how to get a hold of you, which is exciting. It's scary. Yeah, they're so, they're, they're tweeting me or tweeting. Oh gosh! So our so our website, uh, MetaCast, um, with the hyphen between the A and the C. Uh, you can find us on almost Twitter. any platform: Twitter, Meta Cast, Facebook, iTunes. Leave us comments, rate us, whatever. We want feedback. We like feedback. We need feedback. And we want to know that we're making. I mean, why, Josh? The, gosh, just links to the. To the freaking topic today, I don't know about you, but I do this to make a difference mm-hmm. uh, to people. So we do this to make a difference. So and we're servants. So whatever we can do to make a difference, you just let us know. Yep, we'll it, be happy to help. Absolutely. So I'm Bob Galen, and I'm Josh Anderson. Shake and bake. Take care, y'all.